What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we shall believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again, death no longer is the master of him. Welcome to Black Skirts and Basic Black, the Black Catholic podcast where everyone is a baptized practicing Catholic with an extra helping of melanin. What? Yes. I'm Marcia, the co-host who's going to be your godmother, and I'm Jane host for my co-host Shannon, who is determined to populate her parish with dozens of her own children. We're super excited to be with you today when we're talking about the sacrament that started all... This is a great day. Today's the day you're going to learn about the baptism in the Catholic Church. (laughs) I feel like we can't get through an episode without talking about my big prayer Greek wedding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So before we continue on the journey of being sprinkled (laughs) with the gift of new life. Or poured. How's the weather? Or immersed. Or poured. (laughs) Water. Before we talk about the living water, what? Let's talk about the water. Shannon, how's the weather in your neck of the woods? <laughs> There's no water, thankfully, but I am calling it a fall sunny day. So meaning that it starts off cold and bright and then it gets warmer and really beautiful and you just want to be outside in the afternoon, which is really where we are in the seasons right now here in the Midwest. So like, it's great. So even though like, I feel like things are kind of moving slowly and are a little bit stressful in a good way and like, I'm busy and I need to keep up with things. um, There's also some really great things that are happening. Our kids are going back to school full time. And so far, everything's been going well at their schools. Yes. And like no major outbreaks or anything like that. So that's great, especially considering I have two elementary school kids. And like, you would think that they're going to be terrible at like keeping germ free, but apparently not. So that's great. Um, And they've been really good. Like I will say, like they wear their masks, they wash their hands. So kids adapt, you know. And then also we're having some really exciting changes at work, things that I was kind of anxious about uh, before they started, but they're really good. And um, as a parish, we've been paired with another parish, Sharing Priests, um, in order to basically evangelize and grow both parishes. Our parish is pretty huge. They're kind of small, but hopefully they will get a lot bigger. Um, So I really enjoy this focus that we have on evangelization and really reaching out to our wider community, not to like proselytize, but just to be a positive presence in our community. And I'm so excited about that. Um, And then also year for all the basic lady things. 
It's <laughs> big scarves. I'm wearing boots right now. <laughs> I've got leggings on. I've got a co- I've got a campfire latte. Okay, <laughs> it's, that is amazing. The leaves are about to start falling. We can go picking, which actually annoys me because they're usually too crowded. But you know, like in theory, it's beautiful. Bonfires, all the things, all the things. It's going to be great. And sweatshirts. I love hoodies. I love big fluffy hoodies. I I'm excited about basically the things too. Before I tell you my weather. I do want to tell you a basic thing that I, the first time I did this basic thing, I now own a Ray Dunn mug. Mm. And it was funny when I saw it, I thought, because there's a lot of Ray Dunn knockoff out there. If you guys don't know what Ray Dunn is, it's like basically this lady, her art is that she writes in capital letters in this like skinny writing. Her mugs usually start off with just say coffee or tea or like mm-hmm. very obvious like Great. plate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. And now, you know, there you can get a few more things. So today I got a mug and it just said good morning on it. And I was like, oh, and I don't know if you guys know, I love mugs. And I was like, oh, it's a Ray Dunn knockoff. That's cute. Like, I was like, I don't care. I don't ever care. I'm like, whatever. It says good morning. Like, I don't need to spend the money mm-hmm. or whatever. And I flipped it over and it was actually a Ray Dunn mug. And I go, oh my gosh, it's the first time I own one of these things. It really cannot start. Um, it should not start this avalanche of basicness that is me going to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and Home Goods buying all the way done. Please don't let me. Don't let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I own my mug and I will be happy with it. Right? <laughs> so, but yeah, so you're talking about the basic things. I was like, yes, I, I'm going to bring out my buffalo plaid scarf. <laughs> it I was like, yeah. And like, I was like, it's going to happen. I'm going to apple picking on Friday. So, so my weather is kind of cloudy. Um, I am in good spirits right now at this moment, but I have been kind of going through a uh, hazy, like a little bit. It's things just been a little bit hazy, cloudy. And I, I'm just trying to figure things out. Like, I think that I've realized that I, okay. So I'm a super independent person. I'm sure people recognize that and realize that. But I didn't realize how much I come to the point that I trusted work husband that I would let him take care of me. And that's a huge thing. Like if I let you take care of me, we are in it. Yeah. Like that is yeah. <laughs> that's real. I mean, I'll let people do nice. Actually, it's not even true. If I don't like you, I don't let you do nice things for me because I don't want to have to owe you anything. Uh, <laughs> because gift giving is a competition, of course. <laughs> that's what you can give your gifts. To outdo each other. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's exactly like Andy on The Office. But um, I realized how much I accepted his help and relied on him. Like we, I mean, we were, we were, we worked together for two years. Like we ran this mm-hmm. home and raised these kids together for two mm-hmm. years. And that's huge. Like that's not nothing in this job. And for us to both be singles and do that, that's it's quite huge. And so I realized I need to figure out how to take care of myself again. And not in like some weird way. Like it wasn't like, oh, now that we're like, I don't know how to feed myself. (laughs) But at some point, I don't know when it happened, but at some point I stopped asking for what I needed and he would just do it. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to ask for what I needed. I didn't have to explain myself if I needed something. So right now I'm getting to this, uh, like I'm seriously getting like trying not to get emotional. Like I'm trying to get to a place where I'm like, oh, okay. I can take, I know I can take care of myself. Like I've been doing it like pretty much my whole adult life. But I, I like, I realized that I was like, oh my gosh, I trusted him a lot because 
I need more things and I can't communicate them right now. And I just need to figure out how to do it for myself. Like even going to bed early. Sometimes I like I get up every day at like five. I'm like, here I am. Um, my alarm goes off at five thirteen. I'm usually mm-hmm. up before it. And usually, like it would be like eight forty five at night. He's like, you good? I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna do this. And he's like, oh, okay. And then like about um, nine fifteen, like I am like waning because I usually just took care of the mornings and he would sleep in a little bit. And it's just been really hard to like figure out how to readjust that, just that whole part of it. So it's just been it's been really hazy, like relearning how to take care of myself, but just for the little things, like those little bitty things that did a lot. And I have been reading a lot just about some things. And one of the things that um, I came across was someone said that hyper-independence is a trauma response. And uh, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like, but I was glad that I recognized that because I'm like, okay, I know what I need to work on. Like, I know what I, like, my poor therapist, I tried to tell him I wasn't type A, and he was like, you're a liar. <laughs> I know, you're lying. <laughs> I and, and I was, uh, and I said to him, I was like, I need some goals. And so every so often, I'm like, okay, I've got some new goals. And that's one of my things where I was like, okay, I've got some new goals. <laughs> We're going to go executing for my trauma. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But uh, as I figure and navigate the little things, like in the way that I miss Phil, uh, shout out to Phil, who's super great, (laughs) great work husband, still totally does take care of me in real life. Like if he's off campus and Mm -hmm. he's going to get iced coffee for his wife, he's like, have you had coffee yet? Do you need a Jamaican cold brew? And I was like, I do. (laughs) So it's like, it's it's hazy. It's cloudy. That's, I mean, that's where I am. And that's real. And you know, we know how we're real. Um, on this podcast about how we're feeling. Yes, I, we are. I mean, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to be honest. If things are just cloudy as I figure out, you know, <laughs> how to tell myself to go to sleep and <laughs> drink enough coffee, <laughs> you know, things like that. Now that we've talked about, you know, the trauma excavations and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and bright fall days, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's talk about baptism. Yeah. Talk about excavating. Like, that's how you excavate the sin, man. You just, like, dig deep in water and you dig it up. You Bam! bury it. You bury it deep <laughs> down. Wait, no, that's... No, that's not... That's but not that's what it says, says in Romans. <laughs> bury it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Our metaphors are not working. They're not, they're not working. St. Paul, help. So we talked about RCIA and we talked about godparents, mm-hmm. but we haven't actually talked about baptism, Shannon. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of talked around baptism a lot. Right. And, it, and it's legit the first sacrament. Yep. Like, yep. That's, that's it. And that's the first thing that Jesus did to start. And you see, you see that verse. It's the first True. thing Jesus did. Jesus was like born, talked to the folks in the temple. Mary just had to go back and get him. Before he was flipping tables, he got baptized, y'all. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even talk about that. It was like no. the second time in his life he encountered John the Baptist. First time, <laughs> they were in utero. They were. <laughs> And wait, the first time it was before they were born. The second time was he getting born again. I know, I know. That's really, that's not right. That's not right. But it's a nice joke. So it's a nice joke. We're going to keep it. Just just, ignore our scriptural ex Protestant in me. (laughs) Ignore them. We're just having fun. We know we're We're theologically correct. We understand. We understand. 
you're saying sometimes you can not take actually the, the case. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, sometimes you can take the girl out of the Protestant church, but you can't take mm. the Protestant church out of the girl. No. And you know what? <laughs> that brings gifts to the Catholic church that we sometimes need to shake us up a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate and that. And sometimes we got to look at you <laughs> so, and be like, mm-mm, Protestant. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Shannon. Tell us about baptism. Let's get let's get us back on the path of being theologically correct. Okay, okay. I can do You're that. the HTIC. You got I'm going this. to enlighten you, which is a word <laughs> for baptism. Enlighten. Ah! Boom. Mic drop. But no, because I have to keep talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> baptism. Um, baptism is often referred to as the doorway to the sacraments or the doorway to the church because, of course, it's the first sacrament. And unless you receive baptism, you can't get the other sacraments. Um, interestingly, once you are baptized, you have certain rights and responsibilities, but rights in the church to receive the other sacraments if you desire them too. So little tidbit, baptism, we're, we're trying to make sure that you want what the church wants, which is to be a Christian and to profess the creed, and to live a life of holiness in line with the church's teaching, um, the dogmas, big, the big ones, like Jesus rose from the dead, right? <laughs> like those ones, and then also that um, you're following the Ten Commandments, trying to live a moral life. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. You, wait you, can, you can deny someone baptism? Not me, but a priest could, Yes. But, like, won't baptism, like, knock out all that sin anyway? Like, I'm so confused. Like, is it, like, do you think, like, there's, like, sleeper agents trying to get baptized? (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So, the church would never baptize someone who doesn't intend what the church intends with baptism. That is to become a Catholic Christian and to live a holy and faithful life within the Catholic church. So, let's say you came in and you were like, I want to get my baby baptized because I think it's magic and I don't want them to go to hell but I'm never going to bring them to church. That's <laughs> not, <Catholic> magic. <laughs> that's not what the church says, right? Like, <laughs> right. Or you as an adult were like, yeah, well, I'm going to get baptized here right now, but then maybe in like five years, I'll think about being Hindu or whatever. We'd be like, no, like this is a lifelong commitment. You got to make up your mind. So that's what I'm talking about when I say like, we need to intend what the church intends. Gotcha. Because I was really like, what? Yeah. What is, I'm like, you can deny like, just some? general <laughs> baptism. Okay. And girl, the other you know, sacraments, I was like, other than ordination. You need to teach me. Yeah. You need to teach me something, girl. I was like, what? Yeah, my job. <laughs> like, no baptism for you. <laughs> so I personally can't deny you baptism because I'm a lay person, but I could say to, to my pastor, like, mm, not ready. You should probably tell them no. Um, also, I'm already baptized, so. Uh. Bar, bar. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we as a church, as you as talks about, um, probably back in the RCIA episode, we also accept baptism from other Christian traditions in the Trinitarian formula, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and that they intend that that person become a Christian. So that's that's what we're looking for. We don't rebaptize people unless they wouldn't be baptized in that formula. And that goes back to St. Paul in 1 Corinthians saying, there is one faith, one Lord, one baptism. It takes and you're baptized. Yes. Wait, wait, so they have to say the, okay, so I need to understand this. They have to say the words, you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, for it to be recognized in the Catholic Church? Yes. 
if anybody knows anything about sacramental theology, in order for a sacrament to be valid, so that it means it took place, we have to have two things, form and matter. Matter is the stuff that we use, the water, wine, bread, the physical things that we use for the sacraments. And then the form is what we say. So the words we have to say in order for the sacrament as God has promised it to take place to take place, right? So we're Catholic. We get this standardize the product, right? <laughs> like that, that certain things need to be present. So that's why um, anyone can baptize in an emergency um, if we have the, the water and the, the right words. Now, there are certain sacraments that only priests can do or only bishops can do. For example, bishops are the only ones who can ordain. Priests are the only one who can celebrate Eucharist, hear confessions, um, along with bishops. Bishops get all the things. And then, but, and then deacons, of course, can do other things like baptisms, witnessing marriages. But in order for sacraments to take place, we have to have those two things. When we say those words, when we do the actions, then that's when we believe the sacraments take place and become effective. That means they do something to us. They're not just rituals. They're not just symbols. They are those things but they are also affecting the thing that they symbolize. That means that in the case of baptism, when we're pouring water and washing someone in a very ritual sense, they are also in a very real spiritual sense at that moment being washed clean of their sin, of their past. Or if you do a baptism by immersion, when we go down into the water and rise back up, we are in a very real way, which we'll talk about in a minute, dying to our old life as we go into the water, being buried with Christ, as we heard in our openings, read so nicely by <laughs> Marcia. And when we rise up, we are in a very real spiritual sense, being resurrected into new life with Christ and being united to his death and resurrection. So we got we to gotta do it the right way, right? We're Catholic. We like to do everything the right way. <laughs> right, exactly. So, okay, so there are some Protestant traditions that mm -hmm. baptize in the name of Jesus, and that's yep. what they say. Nope, not good. As Jesus said in, in the Gospel of Matthew, go and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's like the only sacrament where Jesus is like, this is how you do it right? in the scripture. And so we're like, okay, let's take Jesus at his word. That's what he said. So we do and also, I think it's really important to point out that we as Catholics, even though we tend to baptize all the babies, we actually use adult baptism as our paradigm for the sacrament. So basically the idea that we hear the gospel, we respond to the gospel, and we convert our life. We accept faith in Jesus Christ. We convert our life. We have a conversion of heart and change our way of living. And then we commit to living the faith through our baptismal promises and then being baptized, confirmed and making First Communion all at once, like we talked about in our CIA. So baptism is, in our theology, our response to God's grace, God's invitation to live a life of grace, and our saying yes. And as Catholics, we probably all know that we have to continually say yes to that invitation every day. Um, and that doesn't mean that if we are baptized and we fall away from the church or things like that, that we were never in God's grace, that we were never saved or things like that, like some of our Protestant brothers and sisters say. It's not that. It's that we have free will and we can change for good and for bad. Right? Either way, we can make decisions. And so the life of faith for Catholics is baptism is not a culmination. It's not just a symbol of our conversion, but it's the beginning of a whole life of conversion, of working out our salvation in fear and trembling. And so that's why when we look at the theology, baptism does three things for us in particular. It frees us from sin, 
both our original sin, which we're not going to talk about because that's super complicated. But if you're Catholic, you know what it is. If it's not, look it up. There are plenty of people who've given wonderful definitions on the internet. So go find Go to the Googles. (laughs) All the Googles. (laughs) All the Googles. And, you know, like find one from like an official site, not like some weird guy's blog. Okay. Do that. Yeah. Like USCCB. (laughs) That's a great one. (laughs) U.S. bishops. They're really good at this Catholic thing. They are like it's their job or something. Like they're really good at and they're in charge of keeping the faith. More than Billy Joel. More than Billy Joel. And then also it frees us from our personal sin if we are baptized as adults or later and later in our childhood. Um, So babies obviously don't have personal sins because they can't really make decisions yet. So the reason that we baptize babies is to free them from original sin and also that they are infused with the gift of the Holy Spirit, that they become Christians, that they become part of the church, and that they can grow in faith and holiness and be more likely to be open to God, that God's grace is working in their lives from the very beginning. Like, I like to think of it as an in-wash booster in the laundry. It's like, boom. (laughs) You can tell you are a mom. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag mom life. But also when I do baptism prep, I'm talking to moms. So, (laughs) and dads (laughs) who do laundry and they need, they get it. They get it. Uh, The second thing that baptism does is that it unites us to the Paschal mystery or the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ, which Marcia read so beautifully in Romans 6, 3 to 9. You can look that up. Like I talked about when we see a baptism by immersion, which is when somebody goes all the way down into the water three times and comes back up. Um, It's a symbol of that idea that through our baptism, we are united to the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. We are washed free from our sin. And that is how we access the grace that God has poured out in the cross and through his resurrection. And going into the water, we die with Christ. Coming up from the water, we rise with him to new life, both new life here and now in our everyday world that we live in, and also knowing that we are united to Christ's resurrection when he comes again, that hopefully, as long as we, you know, we've tried to live our life the best that we can and be holy, when Jesus comes back at the end of time, we will quite literally be resurrected, body and soul reunited, and live forever in heaven with Christ as fully enfleshed human beings, right? We get our bodies back. We live forever in these beautiful bodies that we have, um, which I think we talked about when we talked with Amanda um, back when we talked about our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like back in the day. that's one of the most important things of this idea of being united to Christ in his resurrection is that that is how we literally share in the resurrection of the body in heaven. We also believe as Catholics that baptism incorporates us into the body of Christ. That's the third thing it does, which is a fancy way of saying we become a part of the church. And we would also say, um, going back a little bit, that baptism is necessary for salvation. And what I mean by that is not to say that people who aren't baptized are excluded from salvation or they can't go to heaven or things like that. That's not what the church teaches. The church says, we don't know what God's going to do at the end. Like, we don't know. Like, we're not God. We're not dead. We don't know. <laughs> like, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> but that baptism and the life of the sacraments, the life of holiness that we're trying to live is the only guaranteed way we know to be included in salvation. And we know this from scripture and tradition, and we know that this is the way that God has planned to save all people, not just a group of people, not just some people, but everyone. 
And through our baptism, as I said, we become part of the church and we become part of the living, breathing body of Christ that carries out Christ's mission in the world, that the community becomes a sign of the salvific presence of Christ in the world. And we, through our good works, through our offering of the mass, through our life of faith and continue God's salvific work in the world. We continue bringing about the kingdom of God and through becoming united to that body, that living, breathing body of Christ, we are connected to Christ through his church. And so it's a good reminder to us that faith for us as Catholics is not just personal. Yes, we do need to have a personal relationship with Christ. We do yes. <laughs> him as our Lord and Savior, but once we do that, we are supposed to live that out in community. Our life of faith is me and Jesus and everyone else too. <laughs> it's all together. Um, and so baptism is not only a sign of our personal conversion and our personal relationship with Christ, and it's also a sign of us being united to the work of the church to bring about God's salvation for all people in all times and places. And with that, we share in Christ's mission. And we call this the universal call to holiness. If you read documents, you'll hear them talk a lot about the universal call to holiness, right? That through our baptism, every single one of us is called to be holy. Not just special people, not just priests and nuns, not just like mystics up on a mountain or prophets in the Bible. Everyone is called to be holy. And through that, we share in what we call the threefold role of Christ. If you know anything about the word Christian, it was originally used as a derogatory meaning. It was like saying little Christs, all these little Christs running around. And at the same time, the church adopted that because that's what we are. We are at baptism and at confirmation anointed. Through that anointing, we become little C Christs, little anointed ones who follow in Jesus' footsteps and share in his mission. Um, and that threefold role is to be priest, prophet, and king. In our priestly role, we offer sacrifices. We make the world holy. That's what priests do. <laughs> so this is my one opportunity to be a priest then. <laughs> everyone everyone <laughs> has a shared baptismal priesthood. The shaman priesthood of the, of the baptized. That's what I say. And I'm like, women can be priests. We can be shared in common old priesthood. I don't know what you said. Whatever your health theologian words were. I feel <laughs> the, like as Shannon. As the Shannon, common priesthood priest. of the baptized. Yeah, yeah, the common priesthood of the baptized. Little P, not so the, the, the little <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so, saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> we're going to wear the glass So our not that shared, I'm, I'm not trying to be a priest. I'm not trying to be a priest, mm, everybody. That's not what I'm clear about this. I don't want that life. Yeah, no, I, I really don't either. Thank you, priests, for doing what you do. <laughs> Thank you so I much. Can't do it. I don't want Thank you, big tree priest. <laughs> you know, so, big tree priest. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> oh, man, I can't. So we become a priestly people, as it says in, in scripture, that we make the world holy through our good works, through our participation in mass and offering the sacrifice of the mass, through that salvific work of the community I was talking about, about bringing the kingdom of God about on earth. Um, and for lay people, that's participation in the world, right? In politics and business and all of the things that we participate in. Um, we also share in the prophetic role of Christ, which basically just means bringing the word of God to the world. So we share our faith. We do prophetic things like working for peace and justice. We speak the word of God into the world to share that with others. 
And then we share in Christ's kingship through bringing about his kingdom. Again, going back to working for peace and justice, bringing about the common good, bringing about the kingdom of God in all the ways that we can in our own lives. And when we do that, then we see the fruits of the spirit, right? Peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, all of those things that where the kingdom is, the fruits of the spirit are. Really, we are called to be holy as Christ is holy. And through being holy, we bring the joy of salvation that we've received from God's abundant grace. That's why baptism is a beginning, right? It's marking the fact that we have received that abundant grace. And then we are called to be missionary disciples, to go and share that with others. Because we should have such a joyful relationship with Christ. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be fun. But it should bring us such joy that it overflows into our lives and becomes evident to others. And that's why we baptize everyone in the church. We don't just say, I mean, like I said, we can't deny people, but as long as you want what the church wants, we baptize all nations in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I was like, all those nations! That's what it said! Boom! <laughs> Boom! How many nations? All the nations! Mm. That's my snaps. <laughs> That's a snap right there, everyone. You heard it, but you didn't see it. All right, so Marcia, very quickly, uh, what does your baptism mean to you? So, it's so funny. I always used to say as a point of pride when I would talk to my kids, when I was youth minister, and even when I was a catechist, we would talk about going to mass, renewing our baptism. It was a huge deal for me. Like, you know, when you go to the holy water, you it's about renewing your baptism and getting really excited about it and things like that. And I would say, I remember my baptism. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was 12 years old um, when my mom decided that we were going to be baptized. Oh, okay. But like, you're going to be baptized. In the Pentecostal. In the Pentecostal. Oh, <laughs> church. You're going to be baptized. <laughs> so, and she also did say, it is the most glorious day. Or whatever. What does God say? Whatever speech it was, that would have definitely applied to my mom. <laughs> I remember it was on a Friday night and we were, my sister and I were very excited. Mm-hmm. We were like, it's going to happen uh, because, so here's the thing. When you grew up in a black church, baptism is, it's a, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a production. Like either you bring your own clothes or they got extra clothes for you in the back because mm-hmm. there's the pool. There is immersion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It happens. Like it, it is a thing. There. <laughs> like yeah. everybody's, there is much singing. There's mm-hmm. a song. There, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's everything. all the things. Okay, mm-hmm. like all the things, like tambourines. Like, it's very exciting. So, so the old clothes, like we, I think we had like sweatpants, but we also had to put like a long skirt over our sweatpants, mm-hmm. even though <laughs> we were going to get into the pool. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but there I remember. Were those <laughs> Legit, man. And it, I remember Joey. Joey was like terrified. My poor, poor Joey. I think she was like four, maybe five. Oh, I yeah. know, my baby Joey. Like the scariest. Uh, I know. And she, and she was such a scaredy cat. And Misha didn't like getting her face wet when you washed her hair. So you can't imagine what that would have been like. But me, I was the oldest, so I was like, I got you. I'm going to do it first. And like, <laughs> I mean, I had to be the example. I was the big sister. It's a huge pool. 
and you would go in not you can't do laps in it but like two people can fit in it and then like I got I got dumped like it was like mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh full. <laughs> they're like oh you were it was an immersion baptism it was like the immersion was immersed like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you saw you might maybe might die with Christ <laughs> that's so too I was like I hope when I die with Christ I also get a chance to rise with him <laughs> like, like I don't want me rise with Christ too in this pool right <laughs> you know, I got in the pool and I remember and it was really cool like our pastor um there were like other people around like other like the men would help with the baptism so really quick so the imagery that I'm going to give you is when I was my sophomore year of high school we read the crucible and they talked about the witch trials and all the ways that people thought people were witches and they would throw them in the you know what I mean if they wrote if they floated up they weren't a witch or they were a witch but if they um, floated up, they were a witch. But if they, like, sunk, then they weren't a witch. So the imagery that I have that I want to give you guys is that my sophomore year, I, like, thought back to my baptism because there were people all around me. And they are ready to pull me back up. Because if you weren't a witch, you had to hope there are people that would be there to save you from drowning. And so I think about like all the people surrounding the pool to help lift me back up or to help the pastor of the church who was a woman. So they had like the other men of the church, the deacons surrounding the pool to like help hoist people back up, so, you know, so that when they did die in Christ, they would in fact rise with Christ. <laughs> so there would actually be no actual dying when dying with Christ. And I came up and I remember closing my eyes and like going down. Like it happened so fast, but in my head it didn't happen. So like it happened so fast, but I thought it was going to take this crazy long time. But I remember like going down and feeling the water cover me and feeling like I could see the water. And that was the, the coolest thing. And I was up and it was over. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so no more witch trials for me. It was very exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's easy. I'm not kidding. When I, when I heard about that my sophomore year, all I could think was, that sounds like my baptism. <laughs> I'm really glad that I was not a witch. <laughs> also, it might, have, you know, my, it might have caught on fire. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but then and it happened for my sisters. And I later, my sister, we were in the car on the way home. And my sister goes, I think I saw the water with my eyes closed. And I was like, I think I saw the water with my eyes closed. And so it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty neat. So um, I do, I remember my baptism. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So what about you, Shannon? When you think yeah, of, well, I when you think don't of, remember my baptism because <laughs> I was baptized as a two month old, I believe. You didn't have, you didn't have like cognitive memories. I understand. No, but I do. This is an aside as a mom, I love the smell of chrism and I like smell babies' heads when they get baptized like a weirdo because it's the fragrance of Christ. Anyway. <laughs> I know I kept calling it incense and everyone's like, it's chrism. It's not incense. And I go, oh, well, fine. Chrism. <laughs> I grew up Protestant. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right? I was like, can you just throw me a bone? <laughs> anyway, um, it's like uh, who's more Catholic game show, which no one wins any prizes. <laughs> no, no one wins any prizes. Whatever. Like legit, there's and no prize. Doesn't care how Catholic <laughs> you are. He cares about how much you love him and like do good things. Mm-hmm. Just as an aside. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care if you know the word Ambo. <laughs> 
So um, I obviously don't remember my baptism, but um, I do think, and this is one of the things I really like about being Catholic now that I'm older and I understand more, I think I see the grace of the sacrament working in my life from the very beginning. And when we talk about sacraments being effective, right, that they make a change happen, it also means that they continue to be effective in our lives as we go, right? Like if you think about marriage, Yes, the sacrament happens on the day, but the grace of that is unfolded over the whole course of your life. The same with baptism. Um, And I see that in my own life. I see that God planted a seed of faith in my heart that has grown. And all of the wonderful things that I have been able to do and understand because I was baptized. I remember once like having this experience when I was a kid, and I may have shared this on the podcast before, but it was just this overwhelming sense of joy. And it was like out of the blue, randomly, nowhere in my life. I think I talked about this when we talked about confirmation and the Holy Spirit. And I was just able to be like, that was the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know that as a human. Like, that's not me being like, yeah, that was the Holy Spirit. Like, nobody told me. I didn't go to my mom and be like, mom, what was this? And she was like, that was the Holy Spirit, even though that's a good way to learn about God. I just knew it. And that was the grace of God working in my life because of the sacrament of baptism. Also, one of the things that I reflect on often as a cradle Catholic is that this is a gift that was given to me before I could understand the magnitude of it. And it was a gift that my parents cared about to give me. They believed it was so important for me to receive this gift, to be part of the church, to be part of the life of God, that they decided I should receive that as a child. It also truly reflects, I think, God's love for us in a different way than adult baptism. Uh, Adult baptism is a wonderful reflection of God's invitation to love and our response to that. But infant baptism, at least in my life, is kind of like the flip side of that coin. It's a recognition for myself that God loved me from the beginning of the foundations of the earth, that he had a plan for me, and that I entered into his story before I even had a choice, right? God chooses us before we ever choose him. Just like a parent loves us without any reservations, just from existing. And that all of our life is a gift from God. And all of our journey as Christians is a response to that undeserved and amazing gift. And that's what my faith journey has been as a Catholic who was baptized as an infant and eventually decided that this was the place I wanted to stay. Um, And not that I haven't had my struggles, both from my own sin and my own doubt or my own doubt of the church and its teaching or whatever. But at the end of the day, the sacraments are the things that give us an opportunity to encounter God in a real physical way as human beings and experience his abundant grace in our lives. And that wouldn't have been possible for me if I wasn't baptized. So thanks, mom and dad. (laughs) 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 This is great. This episode it was a good episode. I had fun. I learned so much. You did learn so much. <laughs> uh, so now that we've learned, now we can share. We shared our knowledge so that you can learn. Now we share what we like. <laughs> so I uh, it's so funny I was thinking going into this and I was like I have no idea. Like I'm like my life is real crazy right now. <laughs> So I'm going to preface this. I have a, I've unpacked a good amount. And every time, you know, I talked about how I have always have goals for my therapist. And he's like, so what are you going to do this week? I go, I'm going to finally unpack. 
So the next time you talk to me on this screen, it will be from an unpacked like place. And then every week I was like, I have not unpacked. I have not completed my goal. I have not that's not completed. I am failing this quest. Um, so, uh, and my problem is like, I have a lot of stuff. Like no matter where I live, it's going to be a mess. I will never have enough space for where I live. And I have tried all the things like the KonMari, the, oh yeah, I'm going to get rid of all these things. So I would just get rid of all these things. And I go, I have now have room for more things. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't work. Like I'm not, I'm not a minimalist mindset person. And so there's that. And I was like, well, I don't know what else to tell you. But <laughs> I realized, I go, I just need, I want all these things. I just need space to put them. And my friend was moving and she, she was across the street from me. She got a new job. So she's leaving Mooseheart. So shout out to Rachel. I'll miss you. But she's going to move like the next town over. I'll see her all the time. It's fine. <laughs> but it's just like, and she it's has like half an hour, piece. right? Everything's half. <laughs> yeah. Everything's half an hour. Chicago, it's half an hour. 20 minutes. It's like LA. Everything in LA is 20 minutes. It's, it's even closer. <laughs> it's even closer. Um, so she was getting away this like big piece of furniture. And I love old furniture like so, so much. And, and then on Facebook, I was like, I will totally take that. And I go, but I have to move things. But then I was like, there are shelves. <laughs> there are things. And so um, what I want to offer is like, I want to offer baskets and shelves. Like I think baskets and shelves are the yes. most amazing thing. Love and more specific, right? But more specifically, stuff to put your stuff in and then somewhere to put that stuff where your stuff is in it. <laughs> and so... <laughs> If anyone wants to love me enough, like how Shannon said, gift giving is a competition. If you want to, you can just give me like some container store gift cards because just all container store. Mm. I seriously, it's that is a dangerous yourself, place. It is a dangerous place because they have they have fixes for all the things. You're like, oh, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. container store. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I needed this special itty bitty basket to put my one charger cord in mm-hmm. that like. That goes all these other little baby baskets. I need all that container store. And so, so all of my baskets are mismatched. And I'm okay with that. Because I was like, I can't afford to be buying baskets right now. Who cares? Who cares? But, and it's fine. Who but cares? I have I have them. And like the on, laundry. Not your problem. <laughs> they're on myself. Exactly. Yes, I am referring to my laundry system where I things in a clean basket and give them to people so I don't have to fold them. Yes, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> no, 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 I like it. So um, with the theme of baskets and shelves, I started watching because of my friend Meg. Meg Teets of her awesome show, which is a great show. Shout out to that. You know what? I'm going to offer that because I know we talked about it before earlier in the season, but for sure, because she was uh, talking about the home edit. She recommended it because that was her awesome of the week. And when she had um, Mike Holland Smith on, who was at the Nestor, and that is also a really good one to follow. Mm. Um, but the home edit on Netflix, it is really good. I legit sat in the middle of my unpacked apartment with my couch with clothes that I need to hang up and I said watch the home edit and isn't mm. that great how we do that mm-hmm. like like how back in the day we watched the biggest loser while eating like a huge bowl of ice cream and mm-hmm. I sit in the middle of my or messy apartment like, <laughs> sitting in my rented home watching house hunters yeah right <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like legit I was like everything's there's a irony. mess but there's irony there. right? I'm gonna look at it so stuff to put my stuff in and a place to shove it and mm-hmm. the home edit those mm-hmm. that's what I'm offering this week Boom. So. <laughs> Love it. 
Yeah. Um, what about you? Yes. I am recommending three things. And the first one, full disclosure, Marcia and I are on the leadership team for um, Catholics United for Black Lives. So I'm going to recommend the shirts, not because I want your money, although we do. Um, but- no, we don't want it. We really do need it because we got to do amazing stuff for this organization. Yes. So, so also just, just give us your money. Yes. Yeah, we would appreciate that, mostly because it's going to pay for our work and our not-for-profit incorporation. But these shirts are actually really lovely. So there's things like Catholics United for Black Lives, a couple other things that say charity, without justice is dead, um, racism is a life issue, which is from the USCCB. There's a couple other ones in there um, that I really love. And then also, hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, we will have all of those slogans with three new designs. So you'll have multiple ways to buy the slogans if you don't like the ones that we have on there. Um, From the first round of shirts, uh, you can have the nice like professionally designed ones that are coming out. Um, Um, Shannon, your design ones are amazing. Full disclosure, Shannon legit designed them. So I'm just saying, they're amazing. Thank you, Shannon. And you can see why they're very simple. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm like, simple is good. (laughs) It's fine. And maybe a circle. (laughs) I like t-shirts and I think you should get them. Um, But again, full disclosure, we are on the leadership team. So we're not trying to self-promote here, but I I think it's just a good way to share um, that we love the Black Lives um, as Catholics. So check those out. Um, That's on a Spreadshirt shop. So shop.spreadshirt.com slash C-U-B-L org O-R-G. C-U-B. Which is similar to our slash PSBB podcast. Slash I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Goodbye, both. Like, it's, it's you know. so, so, it's by both. It's by, like, the we're not going to limit you. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, who are we to limit you? <laughs> my goodness. Buy all the shirts. Do all of it. Whatever. Every shirt. Then the second thing I am recommending is a series I've been reading. I love um, British novels, especially anything set in like a manor home. Love it. Love it. Like give me all the class drama. I love it. And I am recommending a series of mysteries by uh, a mother-son author team called Charles Todd. And they're the Bess Crawford Mysteries. So Bess Crawford Mysteries by Charles Todd. Very fun. Um, she's a World War One nurse. Um, and it, just her like solving these problems in World War One England. And it's just really great because you get a good look into the war and into nursing at that time. But also you get a mystery, you get the like manor house. It's great. It's like Downton Abbey. It's like, what if, what if yes. they had to solve a mystery at Downton yeah. Abbey? With a nurse. <laughs> what if? With a nurse. Uh, they had a nurse. I'm just saying. That's true. They had the mom. What's her name? I can't remember. The good Isabel. Isabel, oh, no, Isabel. Isabel. She was a nurse, remember? Okay, um, so awesome. And then the third thing I'm going to recommend for those of us who have curly hair, um, but in particular those of us like me who may not have beautiful tight curls, like Marcia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Um, my curls are looser because I have white. Argan oil curl cream. There's a bunch of different brands that have them. Um, I don't recommend any particular, but the the argan oil is just so great for my thin curly hair that needs moisture. Um, And then also there's a little bit of um, product in there that's going to make your curls stay in place really nicely. So argan oil curl cream 
most people who have curly hair probably know it exists out there, but maybe you don't have, maybe you don't, (laughs) and you do some rollers or you do, you know, a hot iron or whatever, well, not an iron hot, (laughs) you do like a hot curler or whatever, and you need it to stay, that's going to be good for you. Maybe not as good as, you know, like some real curls, but it's going to help. It's going to help. No. Hey, and that stuff works as evidence when we got on the Zoom call. I looked at her and go, hey, you're having a good hair day today. No, that's a like, seriously the first thing yeah. I said to her. And I said, because I did my hair today instead of putting it in a ponytail. <laughs> I, I just mean, not that she doesn't, but I recognized it. I was like, hey, hello, good hair. Okay. <laughs> not the Chris Rock documentary. Becky with the good hair. <laughs> Becky with the Shannon with the good hair. <laughs> Well, that is all for today's episode, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about baptism and to grow a little closer to Jesus. We are always so glad to be with you as pilgrims on our way to heaven. We'd like to say thank you first to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for opening the door to freedom through your death and resurrection and for pouring out your life upon us in the sacrament of baptism. We'd like to say thank you to all the people who have been witnesses in faith to us throughout the years especially our parents, grandparents, and godparents who helped pass on the faith to each of us. Um, and me here as the resident godmother. <laughs> godmother. I am the godmother. <laughs> we like to thank Jasar for our theme song, Season of Mars, which keeps us moving and grooving week to week. Thank you to my co-host, Shannon, for sticking it out for another week and basically giving us all a baptism prep class on this podcast. And that's what I do. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, too. Fear guns. You can't see the fear guns. Thanks to all of our listeners, especially for joining us again and for learning and growing in faith along with us. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, which <laughs> I know, I'm super excited to find that out, or wherever you get your podcast. This helps new people find out about our podcast and join in the fun. You can support our podcast through Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash PSDB podcast or by buying our merchandise at yep. shop.spreadshirt.com slash PSDB podcast. Remember, we do not limit you here on Let's mm-hmm. Birds and Birds Give us all your money. You can give, <laughs> give us all your money in any way you choose. In a <laughs> like responsible said, way. Container store, container yeah. store gift cards. Starbucks, Starbucks. <laughs> anything, all those things. Um, Money for <laughs> Making it rain. Um, we would love to hear from you via email at platskirtsandbasicblack at gmail.com or in our Facebook group, platskirtsandbasicblack, colon, coffee talk. Coffee talk. It's like butter. You can also follow us on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at PSVP Podcast. You can follow me, Marcia, at Stylishly Sia. You can follow Shannon at Team Quarter Black. And we look forward to being with you again next week. And we can't wait to talk to you then. Bye. Bye.